Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, it's Season 6, Episode 29 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, John Steckles from Manchester. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Right. Um, we had an opportunity in the middle of the week to progress to the next round of the FA Cup, to win a trophy, to win some silverware, that thing that all our fans are craving for and Jose was supposed to deliver. Um, course final, sorry, last 16 of the FA Cup even, home tie against Norwich, but on the table, Norwich, that's a game that we should win. Take the lead, header from Jan Vertonghen, 1-0 up. On earth went wrong afterwards. We didn't do anything after we scored. We just sat back and then let them all let Norwich come onto us. Mm. I think Teddy's comment in after that was damning, if I'm honest, saying that we're we don't do any we're not as um, progress uh, aggressive or as pressing as we were under Poch, and we just sit back and wait for teams to come onto us, and it shows. And we make other team. We other teams play the football. We don't do anything for me at the moment. We absolutely don't do anything, and we we have gone completely backwards. We wake up when it's far too late. Um, don't press. No intensity. Mm-hmm. Always on the back foot, devoid of any kind of desire, passion, or fight. It's painful. I know we had a bad run under Poch, but um, this is now just getting ridiculous in the way we're playing. I think it really is. I mean, it's something we touched, we touched upon on the last pod last week. David mentioned about you know the the, the so-called high press, and we don't necessarily do that any anymore. And that that's fine. There's a there's a different style, and it's also fine if Jose wants us to play a counter-attacking way of football and hit teams on the break. That's all well and good. That that's that's fine. Different style, but. We, <laughs> That doesn't mean to say that you shouldn't, as a team, we shouldn't press, you know, sort of in the middle middle of the pitch, um, and still and still press, and and particularly against a side with all due respect to Norwich, they're not the sort of team that we should be counter attacking against, and that that I think is, is is probably the the disappointing aspect of it all. This is a team that we should be, you know, we should be showing the initiative. We should be the ones on the front foot. However, we however however way whether we decide to go with a. Uh, uh, a high press or whether we decide to drop drop back a bit and then press them in the, in the middle of the park we need to be on the front foot and it just it was lacking it was, was lacking it, on was Wednesday five at the back against Norwich at home and then five, yeah. again five at the back this uh, this weekend against Burnley yep. two really poor teams mm. and I know we've got injury problems and there's um, some players out etc but I'm sorry playing playing that sort of formation just invites them the opposition onto you it, it gives them the shout that we aren't there to fight to press to do anything um it, it's 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 so painful it really really is um it's we've gone so so backwards and in both the recent matches how often did we work their keeper apart from penalties mm. I'm, I'm struggling to recall 
sustain any kind of sustained shots on goals or pressure or anything. Everything that came into the box was easily dealt with. It's ridiculous. So in Jose's defence, and you won't hear, hear me say that too many times in the, in, in the pod, pod, we are miss, missing two strikers in Son and Kane, who, who any team would 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 miss. And the stats show that that when when those two players haven't been there, combination of those two players. Um, We've, we've struggled and you're going to miss their goals you're going to miss the fact that Kane's this focal point up front and you see in that final third you, if you if you look at the players that we've got very few of them want to take shots from outside the box it's either not in their DNA um, if they try to do it it'll end up in Rose Z or the shot will be too timid or they just don't have the con- or therefore they don't have the confidence to, to, to take a shot because it's not in their makeup. So they'll always try to look to pass it and pass it and pass it. And it's just too too laboured. And the one thing that, for example, Kane and Son wouldn't be frightened of doing would be taking shots from outside the box. So, so that's notable and, and that's all fine. But the basics, the basics of football, defending your own um, 18-yard box, that we just, we're not doing. And... Well, again, with five at the back, we we had five defenders on the pitch, and we couldn't defend. We can't defend, uh, and I think by far and away we become the, the worst team at defending and the worst team to watch in the league. I think, anyway, I can't think of another. Even even Norwich played better football than us. Even Burnley played better than us. Colchester United back in the day for the, the, the in the Carling Cup played better footballers, and it, you know we've gone back six years in six months. I think that that's what it makes it really di- difficult. Some people will, will give Jose a pass because they'll say, "Well, you know, the football won't be good, but we'll get the results and we'll get we'll get the trophies." But the football we're doesn't. Not. We're not getting anything. We we had a chance FA Cup at home. Norwich doesn't get any. Again, culture respect to Norwich doesn't get any easier than that. But one nil up at home under the floodlights in our shiny big new stadium and we, we we don't get the result and the football is poor and defensively the one thing that you sort of expected Jose to come in to do to fix that defence and it, it, he there's been no signs I can see that we're any better defensively than we were all, all, you know, all season we've been poor defensively um, his team selection uh, we had a question from David Fornell who said Vorm instead of Gazaniga that cost us the FA Cup quarter final what Pretty was Mourinho much. thinking? Yeah I, 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 I've got no idea what he's thinking I really don't I, I've given up I mean it, it, I think he was it's never about Maureen it really isn't ever about him um, yesterday's match after his comments was all about Dombele mm. we'll come on to that yeah. the, the Norwich game it turned out he was lucky that it all became about Eric Dyer. if it hadn't been about Eric Dyer, it would have been about Vorm not having a very good performance and how he has to play his you know other players and give him a chance I think he's he's very canny in what he did and I think he picked him for a reason mm. I really uh, yeah I've, I've got, the, the mind boggles the next team against Leipzig could it be just a load of kids? The, the one bright spot to come out of the Norwich game was Oliver Skip. Yeah. I think he had an excellent game, and I think he deserved his start um, at the weekend. I thought he played excellently. I mean, uh, you see, sometimes you get a situation with a cup tie where your second keeper is plays because you're trying to appease him, you're trying to 
trying to, you know, a goalkeeper is one of those, it's a specialist position, so it's not one that you're going to be rotating, really. It's not one that's going to be loads of it. It's one spot. It's a single spot, a specialist spot, and, and generally that player will be fit. I know there are exceptions this season. Liverpool, Alisson, Wan Bang, first game of the season. Obviously, what's happened to Hugo with his injury at uh, Brighton, and again, recently become injuries, that's well documented. But generally, there are chances are few and far between. So, yeah, you sometimes give your second-choice goalkeeper a, a, a run of games in, in the Cup. Pochettino did that um, with Vaughan, who was at the time the second-choice goal, second goalkeeper. But he's now effectively the third-choice goalkeeper. The only reason he's at the club, the only reason we brought him back was as cover because of what happened to Hugo. So... Surely, with Hugo injured, Gazaniga was a shoo-in on on Wednesday night. It, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, Gazaniga's played well when he's been called upon and when he had to stand in for Hugo. Um, I, I, I don't know why he was left out. He wasn't listed as being injured. There's nothing else that I know that's going on with. I don't know. Vorm also, um, in his defence, if I, again, giving him the benefit of the doubt, and, and to, be, to be fair, he should have... He should have saved. The, um, he should have done better rather than parry the ball um, from the, the Norwich player shot straight in, in, into the path of the incoming Norwich player who scored. Um, he in the past, when he in his sort of first spell for us before we released him and came back, he tended to play better after he had a few a few get, run of games. Um, he couldn't. He wasn't one of these people goalkeepers that would just come in from the cold and. And uh, and can pick up and and, and provide that c- c- cover. He he always looked a bit rusty. Um, which again begs the question: Why why was he picked? It, it's depressing stuff. Do you know what? When um, when it went to penalties, I pretty much knew we were going to lose. And when yeah. when Gedison stepped up to take his penalty, I literally once, I, particularly once I saw who it was, I just and I looked at his body language and I was just like. I don't fancy him to score, and I already had one foot um, out the door. I was literally, you know, my body had shaped and shaped up, and it was tilting towards the um, the the stairs. And yeah, as soon as, as soon as it didn't go in, I was like, right, that's it. And I just walked straight out, straight out of there. That's another opportunity, another crack at the FA Cup gone. I think for a club of our size to go without trophies for so long is is criminal, and I think you can only point that at, at the chairman. But at the, you know, um, if I hadn't been at home, I'd have left. Mm-hmm. I think in both of the games, I think they've been, we've been shockingly poor, and it, it, it's becoming glaringly obvious there's something more wrong than at the club than it, just the manager and a, and a few injuries. I think before we um, before we dissect. Yesterday, um, I love Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer loves me. Do you love Eric Dyer, John? I love Eric Dyer. I think he's he's not done too badly in the last couple of performances. And statistically, you're more likely to be confronted by him at a stadium than you are getting coronavirus. <laughs> um, I, I like him. I'd love to know the real ins and outs of what was happening. Mate, I, th- I believe that his brother was getting some abuse or something, and he yeah. saw that what was going on, and he stepped into the crowd. So um, it, it happened in the West, and and probably by the time it happened, I was m- making my exit out the stadium. And just as I'm, I've, I've left the stadium and I'm, I'm walking towards Tottenham Health Station, I get, I get messages from a few people 
forwarding, forwarding me stuff on Twitter saying that there, there was there's been a racist incident and he stepped in and whatever. And then it's from what we gather, and I don't think anybody knows the full details, but it's sort of transpired since that 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 wasn't the case. But there was a a incident involving his brother, and he stepped in, um, and and. That's, that's about as much as we we know, um, other than all the footage that of people filming him and other people filming him, filming him or filming that's the other disease, people filming. It? Yeah, it's um, it's weird. It's like I don't. A lot of people get quite shirty about it. They're like, oh, you, you know, look at these people. They're they're bringing down the they're embarrassing my club. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, you, surely you, you've got to have a thicker skin than that. I mean, I'm. Your precious football club, and, and you're what concerned that some people are embarrassing it, and 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 that you're going to get what bit of stick from other opposition fans. That's that, that'll happen anyway. That's part and parcel. Um, but but the notion of people just taking footage, it's, I mean, it's pathetic, really. Uh, it, people are going to the, the the rise of technology. Everybody's going to have camera phones, and everybody's going to the, the first thing. Oh, I'll take some footage of that, and then it gets shared quite easily. There was loads of photos of the poor guy in the his stand eating his pizza, and people yeah. like, "Yeah, always sitting eating a pizza. How can you sit and eat a pizza at a football?" Blah blah blah. And this is it. You 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 you're damned if you do anything at football matches uh, now, other than stand and chant and clap and and, and cheer. Um, and what what was ironic about the the the, the guy who's eating the pizza? Surely the person who would who would who had complained about that, who was taking the footage of him, is far worse. Yeah, he's again, he's one of these people with a camera taking footage of someone doing something. You I know, mean, for, for for God's sake, the guy might have come back, got, got straight to the stadium from work. He's not not eating anything. He's hungry. He's eating a pizza. Um, and it, there's almost a bit of um, inverse snobbery about the whole thing that oh, it's, yeah. it's a pizza. It's a pizza. It's not. It's not a pie and a pint. Um, yeah, yeah. Know. Had he been a pie and a bovril, would there have been the, the outcry? <sighs> the clubs. You know what? The clubs sell pizzas. The clubs sell noodles. That's mm-hmm. that's where we are. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It is food. Um, for for what it's worth, um, the no record. Bagels, no bag. Yeah, no bagels. <laughs> Criminal. Um, for what it's worth, I've 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 had, I've had the pizza before a match. I think one or two occasions, and it's it's good. It's good food, and I had it because I was hungry, and because it was convenient, and it was there, and um, you know, I I wouldn't have personally. I wouldn't have taken it up to that level. I I I've, I've bought pizza in the, in the stadium and. Um, and you can sit on the steps in the concourse um, and take in the atmosphere and and, and eat food. Plenty plain of people do that. That's what I do. This guy chose to take it up there. Um, you know, he could have been scoffing, taking one one scoff at pizza, and then p- putting it down, and then chanting and getting behind the team. Who knows? But yeah, that, I mean, we're digressing. But yeah, it, it is. It's it, it's ridiculous. Dyer's. I mean, from the little that we do know, um, are you with Eric Dyer on? Yeah. Um, t- totally, I, I, you know, it, it's not an Eric Cantona situation where a two-footed a guy sitting, shouting abuse at him. Something happened. Some, something he saw something going on and he stepped in. At first, I thought I I heard it was somebody had shouted some um, some kind of abuse at some of the players and he was going back and defending him, saying like, he's my brother, he's my brother. But then the other the other side was was that his brother was in the crowd and somebody you know somebody caught on to that and was giving him grief, so he went in to to sort it out. 
Um, so I'm with him. I don't think he's done anything wrong. And the fact that I don't think the FA has banned him, him or Delhi for his Delhi stupid video, mm. um, I don't think that there'll be any other action taken. I mean, the only thing that, if I was going to be really critical, hypercritical, there is a line, and it's generally expected the players shouldn't draw that particular cross that particular line, and. You know, it could have got far. The incident could have got far worse. Not through any fault of Dyer, but just maybe his presence there. It could have kicked off. And but he didn't, as far as I can see, he didn't go there and he didn't he didn't hurl abuse at anybody. He didn't hit anybody. He just no. he just went there. And but was that because um, Marshall's in, uh, um, interrupted it all before it happened, or or because the other guy had, had basically seen seen. Eric, I mean, if Eric died, died was charging at me, I'd be often doing one as well, if I'm honest with you. But, you know, seeing Eric dies coming for him and he's done a runner. Well, the other guy's a coward. Um, yeah. He's a coward in the first place. And... And, and I tell you what, I hope the club identify him and I hope the club are talking to the other guy as well. Mm-hmm. Because they'd have, talk and, they'd have talked to Eric and found out what was going on and they'll talk to that. They'll, they'll find that other guy because they can identify anybody in that stadium who says anything. I think, um, but moving on to yesterday's game, what's been encouraging is that I think most Spurs fans have been supportive, very dire, and, and, and rallied around him, and that was only evident in in some of the chanting yesterday in yesterday's game. I didn't go um, because I couldn't be bothered, and that's really where I am with, with, with the team at the moment, and having invested a lot of, um, not just money, but time and effort to follow the team up and down um, the country, um, I, I didn't feel that not that I have to justify it to anybody, but I didn't. I just didn't fancy going yesterday, so I, I watched it at home. Um, but you could hear on TV, you could hear the Spurs fans chanting his name. Um, okay, some of that was also in response to Burnley fans giving him stick and and and, and mocking him and saying Eric Dyer, Eric Dyer, your, bro- your brother's a twat, which was which wasn't the most cleverest thing to say. Um, I, mean, I know there's banter and there's banter, but that that was a little bit poor but whatever um yesterday um again probably the opposite of um uh wednesday in that we went a goal behind and we came back into it in the second half let's talk, talk about that first half display pretty woeful all uh, well, i think the first 30 seconds we went straight forward into the things and nearly scored and if we'd have scored it would have been then backs against the wall and us sitting mm-hmm. back again um for the rest of the match Burnley are traditionally an anti-footballing team in that they, you know, I, I, I think I said to you beforehand, what happens when you two teams park the bus? Um, and they traditionally do that, and, and we've become that under Mourinho. And it, 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 it was set up completely for anti-football. But to sit back against, again, to play five at the back just shows how unconfident the management are with the players we have and with the whole system. I, um, I, by the way, when I um, sent that question in about us having, saying, if, is it a good thing if we've got 40 points on the board at this point of the season? Mm-hmm. I wasn't joking. That's a serious question because we are banging trouble, Jav. Banging trouble. We statistically probably got the easiest running coming, but yep. we are going to struggle to pick up points. And I don't think Kane and Son and Sissoko coming back is going to be the miracle cure that everybody's thinking. We, we, to be fair, when they went off, we weren't playing very well. Yeah. And I do think that having 40 points now is possibly one of the best things that we've got at the moment in this. It, teams have gone down, don't forget, with over 40 points. Mm. So we could still be in trouble 
but we're lucky we've got those points on the board. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that certainly when those players come back, it will help, but it won't be the miracle that everybody thinks. It's always easy, I've said this before, it's always easy to, to build up the players who aren't there and to assume that once they come back, that's it, everything's just going to fall into place. And yeah, to some degree it will, because Kane and Son give you goals and Sissoko gives you energy, but the results in the football weren't it's that like Redfall. Yeah, we're still going to have the same defence. We're still going to have the same defence that yep. we've got at the moment, and the same defence that we've had all season that has struggled throughout. From Pochettino at the beginning of the season, when we were asking questions about the, the you know, the, the defence, then I think we, I think off memory in the league, we kept one clean sheet under Poch, which was against Palace. Um, and I think since then under Jose, we kept a clean sheet against Burnley at home and against Watford's away in the nil-nil and there might have been one other game um, but we we sh- we possibly the City game I think did, did we keep, keep a clean sheet against City yeah we did keep it yeah we did. yeah unexpected and that's it and we, we concede you know even the games that we win a lot of 2-1s we look we look shaky um, the goal that we conceded yesterday again that's one that I, I looked at that and there was you know some discussion about whether whether it was handball and whether VAR should have intervened um uh, I'm not going to get that's them picking it. Yeah, but we, we can we can we can get bogged down in all of that. The the, the fact is that it it was given, and and I'd rather concentrate on what we could have done, and or rather what we didn't do to defend the goal. And the defending was woeful. You've got to clear clear your lines and. Yeah. Dyer straight to um, I think was it Wood or 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 I think Wood was the one who scored I believe off the rebound. Yes, can't remember. Yeah, it, it, um, was, it was Wood. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's tight. It's failure to deal with the balls in the box or failure to deal with with the situation. And half the time we were trying to clear the ball and slicing it up, and it was going mm. up in the air and just coming back down to a, a Burnley player and coming right back at us. Yeah. Um, and I know he played well yesterday, and I know he was a bright spark in the second half but like Celso gave the ball away in some dangerous positions yesterday towards the end of the match mm. really, and one of them led to that the last minute um, corner that they had and I was sitting there with my behind my hands just thinking oh, here we go literally I, 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 I was waiting for that ball to hit the back of the net and for us to lose in the, in the, with the last kick of the game I really was um, but that first half I mean I, Skip played well on Wednesday and he deserved a start yesterday but um, having a pudding in midfield and somebody who uh, and I know that Jose I mean, I'm probably going to go on to talk about this now but Jose calling him out after the match doesn't help yeah let's okay so um, Dombele there's two two aspects to, to this there's what Jose said about Dombele um, and there's the, and, and there's whether he should have publicly come out and criticise the player. So the second part of that, um, we're going to park a little bit further down in, 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 in the podcast when we talk a little bit about Mourinho, um, the manager. But let, let's deal with the first part, which is Dombele, the player. So this this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's watched Spurs all season. And this bit I don't question. Okay, um, Jose was right to not publicly state it, but but 
but his 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 analysis was was correct. Don Bele is somebody who uh, has struggled with fitness all season. Okay, some of that might be down to um, some injuries he, he's had, and we know with injuries, when players return from injury and, and and then have another one, a recurring injury, and it's all sort of stop start. That that can affect that that can affect um, your fitness levels. Um, Afghan coming into a different league, but really by now he should be should be pulling trees he should be making some impact um so his both his fitness levels and possibly his attitude we don't know um we 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 only know what we see so i don't know how much of that is just fitness or 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 it's just poor attitude um that he shows on the pitch and also in in where we don't see it in in training um but that's that's been self-evident all all season so I, i don't i don't disagree that it was right to take him off at half time i understand why he was started because i've had a lot of players recently that have played lots of games back to back we've had little opportunity for rotation because of some of the injuries we've had so it was felt well right he's probably the fresher player so we'll start him um and and it didn't work out um and i find it astonishing that a lot of spurs fans are calling out don now many of whom we're all calling for him to start, both under Poch and both under Jose, and they kept saying, play him, play him, play him, play him, play him. And I kept going on on this pod and on social media and kept saying, the guy is not match fit. There is a reason why two managers are not giving him a full 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 90 and why he's on the bench, because he's better suited to come on with 20 minutes to the game, of, of the game left when other opposition players are tired, when the game's opened up a bit, um, when there's more likelihood that he can make an impact. And... Yeah, it seems everybody's now coming round to that opinion. Um, and he, uh, he, he had a, he had a groin injury, didn't he? Which kept him out for a couple of yeah. weeks. And you, you could argue that maybe he's not recovered full fitness from that. But it seems to me whenever he's tackled or or, he, or gone in on, he sort of like winces, pulls himself up, yeah, ouchy or whatever. I don't think he he might not be built for the Premiership. He might not be built for the physicality that we have at all. Um, going off a of YouTube highlights video, he's, he's fantastic. He really is. But is, is that how we scout players these days? Uh, he, he's got talent, but his attitude, fitness, and effort is shocking. He's not pulling up trees. He's eating pies for me. He's 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 made of pudding. He's just too soft. He, and that's the thing. He's too soft. He's when plays when Dembele was on the ball, he'd be strong. Players would bounce off him, but Dembele just seems to fold. Mm. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, um, I, I would love to see um, La Celso and Skip together. I think that would be an, a, 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 that might be our best midfield pairing going forward. I thought Skip was unlu- probably unlucky to be taken off yesterday because he was damned on being on the pitch with Dombele. Yeah. I think Skip deserves a little run in the team, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I, I thought he was. I thought he's been good over the last two matches and a breath of fresh air. I think with Dombele, it might be the case that he does need a, a full season to acclimatise. Not every player from overseas hits the ground running. Some do, some don't, some never do. It's taken Lamella nearly four seasons to prove himself <laughs> to be valuable. Yeah, I mean, some some never do and are moved on. Some are some are given some time, given a year, and and, and they hit the ground running. I know that if you take Sissoko as an example, I know that he played in the Premier League with Newcastle, so really there should be no excuse. And I know he was a different. He had maybe different sorts of problems, but when he arrived. Um, he was a bit off the pace. Te- technically, he, he was all over the place. His touch was poor. He looked. We discussed it week after week on, on, on the pod about, you know, we need to move him on. And even when he started showing glimpses of something or had the odd 
decent game. One out of ten games where he suddenly we were, we were like, wow, look at that. We, we still were like, yeah, but you know, we, we should sell him in the summer. Now he's a, he's a mainstay of, of the team. So it could be that in time um, he shows his potential. Technically, he's a top player. Um, so we had two questions on, on him. One from David Fornell, another one... Uh, from David, uh, Dombelli looks to be a powerhouse of player and yet doesn't put in the hard yards. Do you think he'll make it in the Premier League? And then Zoe Pearson, how do you solve a problem like Dombelli? Fitness, work rate, mentality. What is the crux of the issue? How do we get the best out of him, or do we look to, or do we look to others? As it's hardly the time for carrying passengers. I think we send Dombelli to a Buddhist temple to become a Shaolin warrior and he's out there for five <laughs> years um, training before he comes back to us because he's he, he's, he's made a pudding. Um, I like to think he'd make it in the premiership because you don't spend 65 million quid on a player and then write them off instantly. Mm. Um, I think he'll come good, but I, I, I don't think he was expecting the level of physicality that's been thrown out at him. Um, the, the crux of the issue is he's probably coming here He's had a change of manager. He he was Poch, Poch wanted him. He was brought in, and now it's Mourinho. Mourinho's asking different things of him, and mm. I, I don't want to think that this is the same sort of situation as they had with Pogba and um, and Mkhitaryan. Yeah, Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, there it is in danger of of that kind of situation. But I think. Thing, I, okay, I wrote off Sissoko from the moment he came in. Oh. I, 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 I slated him, and now he's become possibly one of the most important players that we're missing. Um, I think Dembele will come good, but he, I think, a season to acclimatise is too long. Um, Lacelso hasn't taken that long. He's now again one of our most important players. And Zoe's right. We haven't got passengers. We can't play with with um, ten men in the pitch. We need everybody fighting. And, and at least showing some passion. Mm. So I, I would my midfield pairing going forward for the rest of the season would be skipping less else. and with Winks as backup, I think that's what we need to do. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, for the for the rest of this season, I wouldn't start uh, Don Bailey for any games. I mean, I, I I felt this for a long time. As I said, um, you know, for for me, have him on the bench the last twenty minutes if required. If required, as in we're chasing a game and we need something different, bring him on then. Or if it's a situation where we're four or five in a lap and we're looking comfortable and it's a good opportunity to play him and integrate him, do so then. But for now, I don't think he should be the mainstay of the team. No, when um, when he when he plays, you can see he's one of the he's one of the probably the most progressive players that we've got. He, all of his balls are forward. All of them are progressive. Always, all of them are looking to split the defence and set somebody up. Um, and I, we need to capitalise that, and, and I think he just just needs time to adjust to the yeah. physicality. Yeah, and if twenty minute cameo is the is the way forward, then a twenty minute cameo is is what we should be using him for. Assuming he's still at the club in the summer, and we haven't sold him, um, then hopefully he'll have a proper pre-season under his belt um, with uh, with the manager, and he will be fitter and leaner and acclimatised and hopefully have a better attitude and we'll start to see a player and if not then at that point you, you look to move move him on although it would be very difficult to move on a 60 million player uh, right let's see um, so uh, 
Well, the Celso obviously came on for him in the second half. Um, I suppose a combination of that and the, the change in formation made a made a big big difference. Um, I had a question from Darren Pamento. He says, "The Celso is different class. How good can we be with him, Son, and Kane all fit, and with a bit of investment in the defence?" I think it's not a bit of an investment we need, but um, yeah, it, I think with with others back and around the Celso. I think we'll we'll we could we could improve massively, but again, it's not the miracle cure that we're all expecting. I think he's becoming as important to us as Ericsson was to us at points. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's becoming too heavily important on him, like we did with Ericsson. And if we don't have him, then we don't seem to play. Um, he 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 is he is a cracking player, and you can see why why um, Pochettino wanted him in the side. He he's, yeah. he is good. He's, he's he's got some fight about him. He's got guile about him. Um, yeah, I, I like him as a player a lot. I really do. Um, okay, we've got quite a few questions to get through. Before we dive into those, um, let's just briefly look ahead to our next two matches. So we've got um, RB Leipzig on Tuesday um, and then Manchester United a week today in the league. Um, Leipzig, can we go there and get a result? No. Right, okay. <laughs> If we get a result there, I will. I'll be more surprised than anybody. But but being honest, I've got no hope of us going there and getting getting a result. I really do. Not even a fluky result like we did against Wolves and um, Man City. I mean, I a really two a two one win would suffice. Yeah, a two, but that means we've got to score two goals, Jav. And do we look like at any point over the last couple of matches scoring two goals? No, but we do look like a team who's going to concede one. That's why I threw in the one. <laughs> but no, you're right. That's half the scoreline taking you're, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's, it's going to be... It, uh... <laughs> we're, we're, it's almost at a point where we're right in the season. Well, just, I mean, uh... even if we got a result, to be honest, right? If Let's just say we did, for the sake of argument. Let's say we went, went there, got a 2-1 win. Players play the game of their um, lives. Um, had a bit of the rub of the green set piece maybe something somebody got a header right then we're in the quarterfinals can you really see us going any further once we get to the quarterfinals once the level of competition is going to be even even um the level of points are going to be even better when you know we'll, we might come across the likes of liverpool or man city at that point because the english teams are, are not separated it will be tough it will be tough so i don't really see beyond Jav, we got Beyond Leipzig. I've just said we've been knocked out of both the cups, domestic yep. cups, by Colchester and Norwich. Can you really say it's honestly? Um, yeah. Well, stranger things have happened, but no, I can't. Um, United. I, I, I know there's probably lots mm-hmm. of people sitting there going, "Oh, we've been. That's so negative. That's such a negative thing. You know, you should get behind the team." And blah. No, I am behind the team, and I do support them. Yeah, and I, I I want them to do well, but I am being honest with myself and honest with people that are listening. There's there's no, I'm it's, I'm not sticking my fingers in the ears, going la la la, or everything is rosy and lovely. I'm not deluding myself, thinking everything's brilliant and we're going to put in a performance. I'm being honest with myself and everybody, mm. and uh, and I I think there's been a lot of there's a lot of people blaming. Maureen, there's a lot of people blaming Levy, who for me is the real criminal architect of the whole piece. There's a lot of people blaming it on the the injuries, but I'm being honest with the situation. And you know the the the, the comment about the the 40 points rings true. 
we're we're in trouble. We we may be third. Um, our points since Mourinho joined are joint third with Wolves, but Sheffield United and Man United are one point behind that with one less game played. The uh, over nine games, I think we've got eleven points mm-hmm. out of twenty-seven, and the only reason we're joint third is thanks to other teams' poor form. It's not because we're doing well; it's because other teams are rubbish as well, and and and, and just as inconsistent. I think we've said any kind of consistency will push you up the league, and we have just we have the only thing we've been consistent at is being inconsistent. Yeah, that and conceding goals, and 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 that's yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna look at sort of the, the sort of stats, then we I think we've got the third worst defense in the Premier League yeah. um, over over that period of time. So, um, honestly, Jav, do you? I mean, I'm looking at um, the teams that are going down in the relegation zone, and you look at teams like West Ham, and you think, are there three worse teams than them in the league? Are there three worst teams in Newcastle? Are there three worst teams in Aston Villa? And are there three worst teams in Newcastle? Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I would put us as one of those three worst teams because we are that bad. On if current, we less on current on form, board, if, yeah, on current on on form across the yeah. whole season, because that honestly we are that bad, Jav. We honestly, if we were any lower in the league, we we, are, we would be talking about rele- relegation. I think. I f- yeah, I think. Probably slightly more positive than you on that. I, I think we we are where we are. We're about a mid-table team, and I think honestly, I think we'll finish the season in about ninth, yeah, ninth that, place. That, yeah, that, that that I would I would have a slightly higher than that, but that, that's roughly where we we we're, we're going to be. Uh, I, think, I, I mean, Daniel Levy is the real monster here. He really is. Can I have a rant, please? Go for it. So I would say that a couple of good seasons under Poch isn't success. Having the most expensive and luxurious fan experience in the world and finishing, like we've just said, ninth isn't success or any kind of progress. Mm-hmm. We've all laughed for years when Woolwich said they were, that top four was a trophy, but this season we're hoping more than anything for fifth, not a fourth, fifth. Um, Levy's failed to deliver any kind of... To, um, ongoing success to us remember the video when the stadium was being built and he was assuring us when he was stood there in a hard hat surrounded by cranes that we would not sell any players we didn't buy any players we didn't buy anything they forgot to say that over the last five seasons Liverpool spent 400 million quid on 11 players and we spent 290 on 23 it's quality versus quantity when Liverpool spent they spent big in Klopp's third season and they've spent big the 100 million they've spent this season is far too late and 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 Dombele Bergwin Lo Celso it's too little too late they're almost like knee-jerk shinings that mm-hmm. you've got to do something Levy's not chosen to invest adequately um, not back potch at key times and try to wring what he could out of the side because of his bottom line money he's just about making money we haven't spent properly to continue to compete and we and we have the most expensive tickets in the league that have just gone up again it's the stadium that he's he's one is paying for that's making money look at lady gaga guns and roses the rugby the american football all the other things going on it's just a big bowl to make money for him i know that they, yes what we have to pay for the stadium but we and um, we still have it's still a net spend. It's still there's the hundred million that we spent. We spent incorrectly on and, and sixty million quid of that on on Dumbele. 
we came close at one point to being one of the best sides in the world under Poch. Mm. And Levy thought he had the format there and the nub of something uh, and a plan to negate the investment he needed to sustain that and kick it on. In order to allow us to compete with Man, Man City and Liverpool, he just thought he could um, just keep the players that we've got. Teams need, and owners need to invest to win. We have a chairman who's investing in Spurs in order to stay and make money for me. It's the same with the Glazers and when they took over Man United. And it's the same with the um, Dildo brothers at West Ham. They're doing exactly the same thing. They've taken over the clubs to make money. They see them as a business, not a football team. It's wrong for them and it's wrong for us. We've almost been dazzled and caught in headlights with the long goodbye to White Hart Lane, the build of the new stadium, and it's holding up a shiny thing to distract us. It's such a waste. Where we from? They, they've always said we're ahead of where we are on the curve. We're ahead of where we are on the curve. We regress six years now. We've gone back to square one completely with the team we've got. We were Champions League finalists in June. We, uh, and now we're regressing to where we are. Liverpool have kicked on and kicked on magnificently. And the thing is, I'm beginning to get angry and other fans are beginning to get angry. And that's the key word in all of us, the fans. We pay for all of this in a way and getting to dare is getting to be too dear for us. And it has to change. I think there's come a point now and I hope that they're angry at the performances. I don't know. Is he, is he even angry at the performances that we're putting in? Is Joe Lewis up there, the majority shareholder, saying this has to change, this is wrong? What have you done putting Jose in charge? Has he realised he's going to have to do something and break the bank and break his lovely net spend and spend massive to cure this problem because he's failed to buy players in the past? Does he sack Jose in and put in a progressive manager like he could? He's putting a. We we kind of said before and in previous podcasts, is he a busted flush? Has he run his course? Is he is he suitable for us? And I don't think he is. Given that we've, we're filming an Amazon series, a crazy part of me thinks this is some kind of mad plot device that they've had written for them and Poch is going to come storming back at the end of the season and it's all going to be wonderful, the, the Messiah's back. I don't know. I, honestly, I, I don't have any of the answers to what's going on there, Dave. I really don't. I'm, I'm just somebody who's an observer on the outside and, and, and trying to fathom things out. But I think Levy is so pulp, um, culpable in, in what's happened at the club and his spending and not having a director of football in there since Paul Mitchell went, um, I, I think it's awful. I really do. Um, I, can, can we play a brief game about um, hit or miss for signings that we've had since um, in, in the last uh, couple of seasons? Sure. Right. Let's, let's do that. Uh, eventually hit. Jansen. Oh, miss. Wanyama. One season wonder, I'd say. It was a good one season, but yeah. Yep. In Kudu. Miss. Okay, um, Son, massive hit. Yep. Yeah, out of ear out. Hit. Hits. Yeah, NG. Miss. Wimmer. Remember Wimmer? Uh, um, See, I think this is a, that requires, it needs a more nuanced answer for, for Wimmer than hit or miss. Um, uh, I thought he did okay when he came in as a squad player. He provided a bit of cover, um, but ultimately wasn't good enough as, as we moved on as a club. Yeah, it, it's yeah, uh, and then you know with Sanchez. Uh, I've really got mixed feelings with this. I would have said hit initially, and now I'm not so sure. Mora. Um, I'm not his biggest fan. Okay, um, so that's that's all I'll say on that one. Okay. And I don't I don't care what he, what he did in Amsterdam. The, t- 
two swallows that makes something that really couldn't care less okay ben davies um i think he's been a hit yeah he's got limitations but okay fazio oh miss yeah deli alley massive hit yeah stambouli oh god <laughs> yeah. miss yeah, yeah. Uh, um uh vorm uh, for miss. both periods. <laughs> uh, miss, just, just yeah. miss. Yeah. Dyer, obviously Arte has been a hit, and I think he's on his way to regaining some of his form as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yedlin. Oh, dear God. Um, yeah. Miss. <laughs> Aurea. Um, I'd say miss. <laughs> Lorente, why did he ever go? He should have kept him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Foyth. Well, he's got potential. Yeah, but isn't playing. And we'll probably mm-hmm. I think he'll move on in the summer. Yeah, yeah. And then Gazaniga, probably a hit as a second keeper. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, the thing is going through that that entire list there. There's lots of those where you sit and go no, yeah. And there's very few where you, you can actually say have been a a, a massive hit. Well, I think um, the first one that you asked me, Sissoko, that would be so easy just to say miss based on his first few seasons at the club. Um, last 18 months different different story mm. yeah um, can I but, just shout out um, to Daily Hotspur for that list of players I picked that up off them today so uh, follow my um, Daily underscore Hotspur thank you guys mm. but yeah they, 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 look, there's a list of players there that, that doesn't exactly scream quality and, and how many of those less than a quarter have probably been what we you know the, the hits that we that we have yeah uh, I think there's too much of a scattergun approach there, and it's all it's all down to the person who who holds the purse strings, honestly. But, but even like if you look at the signings that we've brought in recently, Gedson and Bergwine, I know a lot of people get excited about Bergwine, and to be fair, he's he's, he's done okay. He's done he scored a couple of goals. He's 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 tried really. He's worked his socks socks off. He's hardly had any had a rest since he's been at the club. And looks um, like he did, injured himself in the process yesterday. Yeah. So you've got him and you've got Gedson, but neither of them really are inspiring signings. Neither no. of them really got me excited. Neither of them, particularly where we are now as a club, these are the sort of players that a few years ago, we, we as we're sort of on that trajectory, upward trajectory, we might have signed promising players. Um, but, you know, I neither of them are really... Um, they're not the sort of next level signing, you know. Given that we got to the Champions League final last season, given that we finished second back in 2017, and 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 we're regularly finishing top four for was it three seasons in a row, yeah. 16, 17, 18, four seasons in a row, right? We should have pushed on as a club and got a better caliber of players. We should be getting a better caliber of players now with this so-called um, big name manager that we've got. Um, uh, and we're not. And what your assessment of Levy? I mean, okay, he's—I don't think anybody can doubt what he's done off the pitch for the club in terms of stadium, in terms of finances, etc., etc., on all those revenue streams. But to, on the on the football side of things, and that's, we're first and foremost, we are a football club. On the on the playing fields to push on to that next level, we haven't done that thing that we should be doing. We haven't spe- speculated to accumulate. We haven't to dare us to do. We haven't done that. We haven't got those caliber of players that take us to the next next um, next level and that's that's been disappointing now with everything that you've just said in, in, in mind about Levy and to some degree Jose so we had two questions 
and from listeners about next season. Um, firstly, from uh, Spurs Liam. Uh, Spurs Liam 7 what are your realistic expectations for next season if we don't get a European place this season now it's possible that 5th might give us Champions League this season Um, but even that looks looks less likely I think Chelsea by the way are winning at the moment 2-0 so they're now 7 points clear of us so 4th looks very unlikely Um, and then a question from Nate who was on the pod last week he says we all know this season is over for us but do you believe that next year will be any, any better and if so why so will it be any better um, are we going to firstly qualify for Europe this season? Um, we have an out, outside chance for me of probably a Europa League place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's better teams than us that can get fifth place. I think that that's 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 gone. I think Champions League has gone. I don't. If we get it, I will laugh my tits off, Jav, and I will feel myself laughing my tits off because it would be hilarious given how how bad we are at the moment. Um, we we don't deserve it on current play, <clears throat> um, but yeah, if next season the, the aim would be to get back in the Champions League because a couple of seasons out begins to damage your recruitment and your your, uh, your coefficients and all that kind of malarkey. So we can't be out of it for too long. But they yeah. need they need to be ruthless in the summer and they need to bring in what we need. And if that's a um, so I think we've said in the past a defensive midfielder but if Dyer's coming back to some form that's that's solved that it's whether or not he can do and I, two two wing backs I'd get rid of uh, Davis and Aurier and bring in two two three decent wing backs Taganga's uh, definitely a keeper for me he's playing well in when he's he's not he's not, not a progressive wing back he's not speedy he's he's not attack minded he's more of a defensive minded player but I keep him I mean, if you're talking about wing back it's possible we, we've got one wing back at the club um, if if he gets his chance and, and Jose believes in him in Session. yeah well uh, again injured mm. um, and uh, you know an, another player that's come in and at the moment hasn't lived up to any kind of expectations but again he, he lack of fitness lack of uh, playtime uh, and, and injuries but when he has played he always seems to be arriving in the box late on crosses and coming in that back post to, and, and could have stolen a couple of goals for us and he'd been a bit more um, bit more lucky okay so with the proviso that we get some you know some some quality players in in the summer. Um, you think that next season fourth is a possibility, or certainly something that we'll, we'll aim for. It's, it's something that's got to be aimed for. It's it's not something that we can um, not target. And a cup. Always naming a part is sure. always going to be nice, but whether or not um, that's ever going to happen again is another matter. So, I think that. I think the scale of the rebuild is probably bigger than we think at the moment, looking at current form and looking at some some of the players. Um, I'd, I'd even, for example, and I sort of touched upon it last week, I'd even throw somebody like Toby in the hat. Um, uh, he's thirty. He's just turned 31. Jan's 33. Um, both of whom... They're not the players they once were. Um, so it, it's how far do you, you know, how far do you want to extend that rebuild? Do you even look at like somebody like Hugo? Do you look at right? Let, let's get a. I'd argue with Hugo. I've long argued it that we need to be looking at that position. But in the greater scheme of things, it's probably not the first and it's not probably not a priority first and foremost. Like perhaps a, a, a right back is, or a defensive midfield player, or another striker. Or maybe some centre backs if you start. Yeah. Um, the second part of it is, 
even if we finish fourth next season, which 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 would be an improvement on 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 this, and when we play better, um, and that's you know subject to getting players in, good players in. Um, we're just we're not really any further than we were a few years ago under Poch. Which is no. we're we're we're, at, we're basically we're just building to something. Which is the whole point about investing to to push on and compete with Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, after yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you don't invest to stand still, which is what pretty much they've always been doing. You invest to push on, and he he hasn't because he knows that he if he just invests to stand still, we'll go along to the stadium and we'll pay the prices to see the team and we'll support them. Um, but it's come to a point where that progression isn't happening, and if, um, people are starting to ask the the question. We're, we're we're sort of we've plateaued. Yes, we've got to a point, but it's a, it's there's there's you know if we'd have had the investment at the right time in the right players, we could have probably won the league under Poch uh, with the Leicester that season at Leicester, and we come third in a two horse race. If we could possibly be challenging again for second, third place, if they'd invested in the right players during those last two windows where we didn't buy anyone. And it's, it's just he's just Levy is happy for us just to sit there and him take the money and hit him because it's a public limited company. So he's making money for himself and Joe Lewis. And that money for me doesn't seem to be reinvested. Yes, I understand there is a stadium that needs to be paid for. Yeah. But there comes a point where you where that excuse runs thin. Um, and, and I think that's that's been reached. And I, I would love to know. I really would love to know if he's if if he's just happy to sit there and take the cash, or if he's angry with how things are on the pitch. Because I'd be fucking livid. I think I think the best case scenario is that we get players in and we finish fourth, um, only because for, I think that's only possible because if you take. Liverpool and City this this season out of the top four. There are a lot of teams below that, and I include Leicester in that and Chelsea, who are probably the front runners and probably will finish third and fourth. But they've they've all showed a level of inconsistency from those two down to United to Wolves to ourselves, etc. And I think it's probably going to be the same next season. So a top four fourth fourth spot is very much open if we get the investment in so i think it'll either be that worst case scenario sorry but best case, best case scenario even or worst case scenario um jose won't get his way with transfers and with players and he'll just get more and more frustrated um, i think some of that frustration was born in his interview yesterday and and he'll just implode which eventually i'm expecting will happen at some point with, with yeah with, with, it, it, with, it'll be with, interesting with, if he turns against levy if he do, if he doesn't yeah. get what he, it really will because whether that will happen next season i don't know but I, I, honestly, I don't want him to have another season. I would like him to go at the end of the season, uh, genuinely, and get something somebody progressive in. Okay, so let, um, let's 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 talk about Jose. We had two questions on two different questions on this. One from Andy Ireland, um, who says, "I truly believe that Jose Mourinho will, will be a success will be a success at Spurs, and end our trophy drought. Agree or disagree, and why?" And then slightly different question, but it, it again it focuses on the manager, James Parr says, why do you believe it is wrong to call out a player in an interview? Um, this references um, Jose Jose's uh, words, public condemnation, if you'd like. I mean, that might be slightly strong, but criticism of 
of, of um, Dombele after, after the game, and you know that there is a view. Some people think that it was it wasn't the right thing to do. Others think that it was the right thing to do. And uh, James just goes on to say, if it's deserved, if it's de- if it's deserved, if that criticism is deserved, are they absolved from any re- responsibility? No, I don't think we'll be a success under Mourinho. I think we've gone backwards. I don't think he's the progressive manager we need. I don't think he's um, to have Mourinho when he was in his pomp when he left Porto and the, the couple of seasons that followed that and, and mm. other bits uh, would have been better but I think he's shown at Man United and he's showing here he's, um, he, he is not a manager that could lead us through this um, I think there's other man- I think there's other managers in the Premier League including Sean Dyche that have probably had us playing better than we were yesterday Um I don't think it's right for him to call out the player like he did for Ndombele. I know he's unfit and I know he lacks passion, but what's the benefit? Uh, I, I think it's just him covering himself and making it about something else and deflecting. Um, other ma- other managers, and he's done it in the past where it's the other way around. When the team's been bad, played badly, he's made about him or managers make it about them. him to deflect the anger away from the players onto them to take yeah. the pressure and in this case he's just deflecting it back on the player and I don't think that's the right thing to do because it it, it it won't improve his his um his um his head and how he's thinking it won't improve him as a player and it just puts self-doubt in their mind and I don't think it's the right thing to do so Dombele's earning a lot of money he's a big name sign signing but and 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 but to all intents and purposes he looks broken he perhaps isn't working hard he he's been piss poor for one of the bad phrase um none of which though justifies jose's public i mean he's the word public chastising of of, of of the player for me um he's done this in the past we said earlier he, he did it with mkhitaryan he did it with pogba different circumstances he did it with luke shaw um you look at good manager somebody like sir alex ferguson he would never do it um publicly behind closed doors yeah he'd tear into the play player he would drop the player to make a point he did it with Ruud van Nistelrooy but all of that stayed behind closed doors and it felt yesterday almost as though Jose was frustrated with the situation which is completely understandable he works with the player day in day out the player is a big name player maybe he feels obliged or or there's an obligation by the club to play the player because he he costs so much and there's a a pressure Um, and maybe his expectations were slightly higher and, and he feels disappointed time and time again and I'm, I'm no doubt that he's probably spoken to the player privately um, which is uh, and, and maybe the message hasn't hasn't got across to the player um, but to then express that frustration in public and to think that you can get a reaction out of the player I think it's just piss, piss poor man management if somebody did that to me in any line of work it wouldn't motivate me to to, to, to yeah. To um, so here's a scenario. Imagine right. Imagine I don't know two or three midfield players get struck down with COVID nineteen, right, or whatever, um, hit by a bus, and he's got to then turn to Dombele and play him for a, a, a you know half a dozen matches. What motivation will will Dombele have to put in a shift if he thinks well you know Gaffer you've 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 written me off. He, he won't um, have any and. The- why, what? Even when he's called upon, if nobody's got COVID nineteen, what's his attitude going to be? If you've just slagged him off mm. in front of five million people on national television, 
and the whole team has put in a pretty shit performance, not just you. He, he wasn't the only one yesterday that was lacking. Sanchez didn't have a very good game. There was other players there that didn't have a very good game. And just to, to blame the whole performance on him is, is completely wrong. Well, it was Jose who picked the team, including Don Bele. Um The game changed when the second half, he brought on the Celso, who made a difference, when he changed the formation and we went to a back four. Um, and... Uh, and it was his decision to pick to pick Dombele. Yet there's no no sense of responsibility, personal responsibility that he's taken. And and it was also other players, the other ten players in the first half who were pretty poor, by the way. And it was some of the other players who didn't clear the lines and didn't do better. Hugo with parrying the shot, Toby not being quick enough to to react when Wood got got in and 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 scored. Um, just clearing the lines in the first place. It was it was it was poor poor defending, and none of that is mentioned. It's all about one single player, and he's made the scapegoat. That's that sort of thing that a fan would do. That's sort of thing that a mindless fan would do. And it's um, the kind of thing that Mourinho has, uh, has done with other players. Don't forget, he's he, it's not the first time he's done this. No, no. Um, no. I, again, he's, it, it, does it smack of his man management being completely? non-existent and and from a different place i mean you're right if i have a problem at work i would appreciate my manager coming up to me and telling me john you need to improve this this needs mm. to happen can we see an improvement here and there not to call me out in front of a of, of a meeting of 10 other people or something saying john you need to improve this because that's just going to belittle me and not make me want to engender any kind of trust or appreciation of what they want me to do at all and and he, he he may well have done that in private with Don with Don Ballet and not got a reaction, but that still doesn't excuse him going publicly and saying that he could have just said, oh you know in response to the question, um, yeah I changed I changed things up uh, first half and we needed we needed a little bit of, um, you know fresh impetus and a bit of guile and that's why I bought bought on the Celso and you know spun it in a positive way and talked about the virtues of the Celso that might have then. You know, the interviewer might have then said, "Well, why didn't you start him in the first place?" And he might have said, "Well, you know, he we were trying to rest him because he he played have many hundred and twenty minutes against Norwich, and we've got uh, Leipzig." He could have he could have spun it in a completely different way whilst protecting the player publicly, mm. and then give and then give him a bol- another bollocking behind um, if he's already given one in private you know, behind closed doors, and and then maybe dropped him for for, for the next next match. But there's nothing to be gained by doing that publicly. Um, as for Andy's question, um, I so it depends. I, I, it depends how you define success and 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 trophy droughts. As I've said countless times, I'm sure we didn't get Jose Mourinho into the club to win us a league cup. Um, his pedigree is about winning leagues, league titles, and Champions League leagues, and I can't see that we're going to do either of those things at any time. Uh, in the next half, of, he's, he's contracted until 2023. So in the next two, two or three years, I really can't see that. I don't think Jose will be at the club for that long. No. We might win a league cup along the way, but whoa, that, that'll be good. A league cup. Is, um, is, no, do, you, we, do you think he's a stopgap and somebody else will come in? I don't think the intention was for him to be a stopgap. I don't think Levy looked at it and thought to myself, "Well, we'll get somebody in, and then we'll get a, a younger, up-and-coming manager." I think he generally thought to himself, "Oops, we're in a bit of trouble. Um, top four is not looking likely. Um, maybe Pochettino has taken the team as far as he can. Results aren't good. Um, who's available? Jose's available. So 
sacked sacked um, Pochettino, got Jose in straight away, and and thought to himself, well, short term, he'll he'll reverse our fortunes this season, and we'll we'll still get top four, and then we'll build from there. But I, I don't think, well, I don't think we'll finish top four this season or fifth, if if fifth is enough for Champions League with City being banned possibly from the Champions League. I can't see that happening. And I can't really see us pushing on next season. So I think, I don't think the intention was that he'd be a stopgap, but I think he may, he may well end up being a stopgap. Um, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but they mentioned that Spurs have got this habit of right, getting rid of a popular manager. So Martin, they get rid of Martin Yoll, and they get in Wando Ramos. I know the critic, people will say, yeah, but Wando Ramos won us a trophy. Yeah, he did. And what happened the following season? We were piss poor, and we had two points from eight games, and he was sacked, rightly. So then we get Harry Redknapp, again, a very popular manager. We were doing really well with him. I accept towards the end it was, you know, he should have, when we, when we were third in the table and challenging for possibly for a title, we should have done a bit better. And this maybe goes back to Levy than buying Zaha and Lent, um Nelson, and at the very least, we should have secured third that season. As it was, we slipped into fourth, and that wasn't enough for Champions, Champions League. And he, he had his eye on on the England job, and I, and I get all of that. And but he got sacked. Popular manager, who's replacing with AVB Dower Football, and then now we've got um, we had Pochettino replace him with with Jose. It feels like each time it's the complete antithesis of previous person we've had somebody popular that played a particular band of football and then we got somebody else in after that who's just the exact opposite it's lurching from one extreme yeah, to the other yeah, every yeah. single time um and and unfortunately i don't see that that pattern's going to be broken we're probably going to lurch to somebody who maybe it will be completely different but what they've got to do is bring the squad and the fans back together because we're getting torn apart as we we identified and we came we became close to the, the players because we believed in the manager and what they were doing and now we we're, we're just getting pushed away because nobody is believing in what we're doing so the, i mentioned avb that the the when we hired him he was an up and coming manager sacked um, by chelsea because sacked the by results che- weren't yeah. good enough but 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 but, but from his Porto days, again, sounds very familiar, from his Porto days, he, he'd done quite well, wasn't good enough at Chelsea, got sacked, um, and was available, and we got him. And I'm sure, again, with that appointment, I'm, I'm sure Levy probably thought to himself, oh no, this is the right manager, it turns out he wasn't. And I, and I feel that's the case with, with Jose as well, I think, and I, I think we'll probably end up, I can't see Pochettino returning to the club unless there are different owners, and, well, and the desire there. This is but, it, I, I don't think it's the owners, I think, I, I think, Poch would only come back if Levy wasn't there and there was a different chairman in charge. And I yeah, think that's, and that's that's what's got to happen here. I think the chairman has to go because we're never going we're never going to progress under him. We're, we're we're always going to be on that plateau for them to just keep making money and it all be rosy and and nobody question anything. Nobody's overstepping the mark. Nobody's understepping the mark. But I think at the moment we're under under that mark. And and I think this is the point where they have to realise that. It has to change. It can't continue. I don't think Joe. I can't see Joe Lewis with it, being happy with this. I really can't. Someone like Levy will will always be that shrewd businessman, thinking one step ahead. It doesn't mean to say that he's he's that he'll get get his decisions right, but he will always be looking. So he probably looked at the situation with with Poch long before the results this this season, even when we were doing really really well. 
um, up until say about Jack, December, January last season. But when Poch was linked with United and and and, and Real and somebody like Levy's always going to look at that and think, oh, you know, what if there's a day when somebody like United or, or Real will poach um, poach Poch? So I, I've he, he's probably already had possible potential candidates um, uh, earmarked for the job. And in the same way this season, when result, results weren't going well, he could have sat Pochettino a lot earlier than he did. Well, I'm not saying he should have done that, but he could have. Um, but he probably waited, talked to Jose behind the scenes, saw that it was available, and got him, got him in. I wouldn't be surprised, even if he's fully behind the man now, I wouldn't be surprised if, if on Tuesday night we get schooled by um, RB Leipzig, and he's looking at it, and he thinks... That that RB Leipzig coach, if it if it doesn't go 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 well for, go well for us in six twelve months down the line, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make a move for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point that's the direction that, that we move in. I I really genuinely don't think that Joe's. I'm sick and you know what, I'm sick and tired of his shit boring football, negative football. I'm sick and tired of his piss poor man management. I I really hoped that he had changed that he had mellowed. Um, but you know, Leopard doesn't change his spots, and I, and I, and I don't think Le- Jose's the, the right fit for us. And I, and, and I, 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 I think at some point down the line, next season, it will all end in disaster. And if it's not next season, it'll be the season after. Um, but it, yeah, it's only it's, a, it's only a matter of time. You just look at how long he's been at clubs. I, I honestly don't think we can have him in charge. I think for, for any more. Than the end of this season. Mm. If 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 people want say give him time, give him a, his own window. I think it's going to be too late because if you give Jose Mourinho his own window, he's going to be pre- bringing in people like William for a stupid amount of money and stupid wages. Um, uh, and we can't be having that. We really can't. Okay. Um, let's finish off with two questions. Um, firstly, happy questions, Jav. Uh, maybe. Um, I, have so f- go, I have to go into therapy after every one of these that I do. <laughs> so, first one from Felix Tando to Stuart Handel is, uh, Harry Kane will leave at the end of the season. <laughs> it's not a happy one. If we don't qualify for the Champions League, we should take the money and wish him good luck. What do you think? Harry Kane's not going anywhere. I re- all this bollocks about him going to Man United is, is, is just a knee-jerk reaction to the situation the club's in, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I really don't. If, if if there was any more concrete evidence, we'd have seen it. I don't think there's any quotes direct from the player or or, or his agent or anything like that that I've seen. So I, I don't worry about mm. him going anywhere. He'll be 27 in uh, June or July, I believe. Yeah. So he, will, he has got some point in the next year or two, he's got one big contract or move left now that's either stay at Spurs and win some trophies with us but he's not won any at the moment and we're potentially going for another transitional phase with Jose and if it doesn't work out with Jose it'll be another transitional phase after that the time is ticking Um, I know that there's obviously the motivation of of breaking Greaves' record part of of me though now the situation we are in now and as he's approaching his 27th birthday I can't but help but think that if a United or a City came in knocking on the door with big money and with the opportunity to win trophies, he's got to look at it. Surely he's got to look at players like Carl Walker. He, right. So, he, well, yeah, possibly. But if if the club ever entertained that, 
that's an even bigger nail in the coffin for Levy. Truthfully, could you imagine the uproar if if that was sanctioned and Kane did leave? Of course, Levy would say, oh, no, I didn't want him to go. We offered him more money, blah, 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 blah. But the player won't, do you know what I mean? Um, they, they, at the end oh, of the day, the club's going to have to agree to that. But, um, yeah, I... I, I I can't, I can't see it happening, and yeah, part of me doesn't want to think about it happening. If I'm honest. Mm. Okay. Well, if, if we did, if we did entertain this question, I mean, you're you're saying that effectively the club shouldn't take the money, but if, if hypothetically they did, and the player left and he joined and he pitched up at United to play under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, or pitched up at United to play under Mauricio Pochettino, maybe would you would you wish him all the best? No, I'd probably, you... I'd probably hate him more than I hate Campbell. <laughs> okay. I didn't expect you to say that, but fair enough. Um, okay. Um, a slightly more... We'll finish off with a slightly more tongue-in-cheek question. Mark Stoll, do you think there is enough time for coronavirus to save our season and stop Arsenal finishing above us? <laughs> we can only hope, but that would mean Liverpool don't win the league either. Um, part, of, part, part, of, part of me wants... Our games to be held behind closed doors so nobody can witness how bad they are. Um, it, it's, they're ninth. They're ninth from the table. They're a point behind us with the game in hand, albeit yeah. that, that game is against Man City in the middle of the week, which you'd assume they'd lose. But still, even if they did, with what, nine games left, we're only a point ahead of them. We've still got to play them. They, they look to be having a little bit of resurgence under Arteta. Um, they do. And it... it I don't want to return to. I don't. Um, yeah, it, it's horrible to think that they, that however bad they've been through this season, they could push on and, and finish in front of us. If if Jose wants any more motivation to turn this around and get us playing, it's that. Um, but I don't think he gets it. I honestly don't think he gets it. And I think you need a manager in that does get that. I don't think. I don't think he honestly gives a fig about our rivalry with them and part of me thinks he doesn't honestly give a fig about this about us as a club um considering where he's been and who he's managed um his chelsea connections i don't think he cares and that's that you need a manager that cares and wants to be at the club and i don't think he's got it but uh, yeah i i if if that that season that that we were above Arsenal till the last game, and then you know, and then they pipped us to, to to finish above us again on the last day of the season. You know, there's no answers, there's no replies for that. But I, I, again, I don't want to bear thinking about it if I'm honest with you, because that would be again a painful one to take. I would be quite happy for COVID nineteen just to end the season here and now, just so yep. There is no possibility of Arsenal finishing above us, that Liverpool don't ever win the league this season, that we can just write off the whole fucking season um, because it's been, it is depressing watching Spurs, to be honest, at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 the sooner the season finishes, the better. And I, I always, I'm always tinged with a little bit of sadness come the end of the season when there's no football and we've got the long summer. And we're waiting and waiting and counting down the weeks to the season starting. But at the moment, I'm quite happy for it to all end right now. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. And I, and I do think, and I, I don't think it's inconceivable for Arsenal to catch us. To be honest, looking looking at the table. Well, what, um, I mean, what, it, it, it all comes down to our runnings, and we've got the easiest one. So so we have got to start playing to our proper potential and winning some games. We really do. 
Um, at, the, at the moment, we're not. Um, yep. Yeah, and United next as well for us. Yeah. Um, oh, comes. Do you know Leipzig? Uh, let's just take the games one at a time. I think. Mm. Do, I think I've re- I've written off the Leipzig game. I don't think we're going to get anything out of it. So I think we just need to concentrate on those league games. Yep. Yeah, we, we really do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's part of getting more and more depressing. Oh, they are. Invite more people on. Do you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm left to talk on my own channel, I bring the whole thing down. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I don't think anybody can do anything about it. It's Spurs. It's just it's just where we've. It's, do you know what makes it more really really difficult? It's not the fact how bad we are. It's where we've fallen to and how, yeah. where 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 we were. And and you know you and I, you've been supporting Spurs longer than I have, but but we both remember the nineties and how difficult that period was and the early yeah. noughties, no- and it was far worse than now. But the big difference is it's just we've we've risen to a particular level in the last few years, and the expectation has, has, has gone up. And now to slump to, to where we are, and to even even in a, in a tongue in cheek way when we when we talk about things like COVID nineteen stopping the season just to prevent Arsenal finishing above us. That reflects where we are as a club, so it's it's frustrating, frustrating it, times indeed. It's that regression and how quickly it's, it's come. Yeah, from the from the glories and like I say, from looking like one of the best sides in the world to to where we are now. You know, putting Real Madrid and teams to the sword and and and, and playing the way we're doing to to where we are now. It, it, it's it's absolutely criminal, and that's only on one person and that's Daniel Levy and that's it mm. that, that at the end of the day that's it for me um, and the buck stops with him and, and yeah, I know we've got a lovely stadium and I know we've got a great training ground but my god man you need to be managing what's on the pitch because at, at the end of the day mm. that's what's driving everything and if you haven't got that to drive it we fail massively and you fail massively for not and you know keeping that going it's 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 horrible I was um, I saw something the other day about the teams who have gained the most points since last season, right? So Liverpool were up there um, because as good a season they had last season, it's been even more incredible. This, right? And there was somebody else in there, I think Burnley, possibly. Do you know one of the teams? I think that who was, the team who was top of that list? It was Leicester City, mm. and it was pretty much since when Brendan Rodgers came in in the middle of that season. And they've not invested lots of money, but they, they've 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 made acquisitions where they've had to. But they've had a good manager as well. Um, yeah, they, somebody they, somebody that does win them games and plays good football. Yeah, they had a massive amount of luck in winning the league, I think, and a massive amount of referees' decisions going their way. But um, I think we miss, we should have had Brendan Rodgers in. If if Levy had acted sooner, we'd have had Brendan Rodgers in. Um, and I, I, I said ages ago that it's who who acts first in the managerial race will get their person and we ended up with uh, Mourinho and it's, mm. that's looking like the, 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 the bad situation. Well, uh, um, Ancelotti would have been far better and he was available. Yeah. Well, mind you, they're getting gubbed by Chelsea, so maybe not. They are, but, but you know, they... Um, what was it? Is it still 2-0? Three. Oh. But, oh, and that's, that's not... That's not a surprise, but we do, we do, we know we know he's a top coach. Um, but uh, yeah, it, we we were the first to act, but perhaps were we were we right to get the person that we did? Um, should we have waited um, for somebody else, or 
who knows um, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out and, and we'll see where we are next season can, um, I, John... just, can I just read something out from the, apparently there was a trust and, and um, meeting with Daniel Levy recently mm-hmm. and uh, I've just spotted some highlights can I read these out yeah Daniel Levy felt it was important to consider the journey as a whole since Enig took over in 2001. The club now has the best training facilities and the best stadium in the world and has spent 13 out of the last 14 seasons in European competition. The club is running in a sustainable way for the long term. And that's exactly what we've been saying. It's static. It's, it, they don't want to push the boat out. Daniel Levy believes the club has something unique. Two major projects have been completed and more than ever it is the capacity to move to a higher level on the sporting front, which we're not. It was critical to build the, sp- the new stadium. It wouldn't have been possible to stay in Champions League football in a 36,000-seater stadium. And no, he said that no club has a divine right to win a competition or be in a competition, but expressed that uh, THFC are in it to win. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but that those kind oh. of quotes from Daniel Levy backs everything that I've been saying right up there. I'm sorry, that's that's damning. That, if he's saying that, that is damning. Really well, well, we've built a stadium now that will at best be seeing Europa League football next season, if at all that. Maybe not any European football. Um, and what was the last last part of the quote? Uh, let me just find it, because I was just reading some other bits. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, Daniel, uh, that no club has a divine right to win a competition or be in a competition, but stress THC are in it. Does he include the, yeah. the Premier League with that, that we don't have a divine right to be in that? Because if it start, keeps going downhill, we'll be out of it. Well, yeah, we are in it to win it, but we don't show any propensity to, to challenge at the moment for anything and, and win anything. We, we look further than we ever have been, to be honest. So um, I, I just feel... I feel I honestly felt with Pochettino, he got to the point where he'd sacked a lot of managers and hired a lot of managers and he'd found his ma- man. And... And the, the thing is, what and you do is through good. I thought there was going to there would there would be at least through some good times and bad times he would support him, and yeah. through working together we come through it and we progress as a club together with Pochettino rather than just showing him the door as soon as it went bad and and, and maybe Poch was questioning his lack of uh, investment. Um, but. But but even if you and I I, I I don't think it was right sacking. But even if even if you say it was and and the results were what they were and it was the right thing to do, I don't think we've got the right person. I feel, I just feel this is going to be another one of these appointments like um, one day Ramos, like AVB, that will be the wrong will prove to be the wrong appointment and yeah. Jose will get sacked and then we'll get somebody else in and maybe that somebody else that succeeds Jose will be there for a longer period of time and be the one that 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 leads us to um to success and, and trophies but at the moment I, I i don't think jose is that 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 right person i don't think he's the right fit i don't think he was the right fit at united no um and uh but i, I tell you, know, you what he, I, th- I think he's um levy's man very much so hmm. i really do think he's levy levy's man i think that he's 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 probably the manager he's wanted and he's probably coveted him since he was at chelsea and what he did at chelsea well, that was about 15 years ago, his first spell. So yeah, he's, exactly. he's about, he, he's as, as always with Levy, he seems to be a little bit slow off the mark. Um, Jose like Mourinho, Don, somebody... Don Bele as well. <laughs> well, 2004, right? 
2003-2004, that season, we he sacked Hoddle at the beginning of the season, right? For the remainder of that season, we had David Pleat in charge. I oh, don't know that if you recall. And Pleat was in charge, but we knew that he was only going to be in charge till the end of the, till the summer, and somebody, a big name, was going to come in, right? But nobody knew who that big big name was, and apparently the club were working behind the scenes and this, that, and the other. The very same summer, Chelsea sacked Ranieri, and they got this bright young manager who just won the Champions League, Jose Mourinho. Who did we go and get? Jack Santini. Yeah. Who, who lasted about and five minutes. With with Joel. Yeah. Who, who and that's, was a ray of light who was sacked at half-time during a match. Yeah. And and that's the time when, when Jose was an up-and-coming manager and was it would have been the right time to employ him. Not 15 years that, down the line when he's just bitter and uh, just he, he just he just doesn't look right he just doesn't feel it if just the appointment doesn't feel right okay and the, the only other thing i want to say on this is um he's an ex-chelsea man and i've got i've got real issues with that yeah i you know going not so long ago to um to watch us um, against uh, Chelsea on, on a number of occasions and, and chanting "fuck off Mourinho, fuck off Mourinho" with fervor. How can I go from that to where I am now? And he, he's, like, al- he's it, always been an odious, grateful person. He's always um, put Spurs down, and he's he's always been someone that I've never admired as a manager and wouldn't have wanted anywhere near our club. But now we're stuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, and at, you know, at best, I will, I will support the team. I'll get behind the team. But I won't. I don't. I don't. I don't back the manager. I don't. No. Don't believe he's the right manager. That's my my opinion. Some some people will disagree. Some people will, will get behind him and, and and praise his name and, and and praise him and sing his name out. But I I can't do that. I I I've I've wrestled for this for too long and I can't. I'd really struggle to. No, I, I would agree. I would. I, I I don't want him at the club. I don't want Levy at the club anymore. I think there has to be. Um, it is, remember when Alan Sugar went um, the result at Birmingham and he had to go because he, I, and I think this has come to the same mm. situation that Levy's time has run out he, he, thank you for the stadium thank you for the training ground time to go let somebody else somebody else come in and run yeah. it and I think he, on a genuine I think he has to go well I would say that was has been fun um, but or cathartic but I'm not sure it's been either um, John it's always a pleasure and you Jeff thank you very much and um, uh, I feel feel cleansed of all my um, thoughts now uh, <laughs> and I'm going to go and celebrate International Women's Day by watching the Scotland rugby game fair enough and until next time um, the, future's, the future's bright the future's lily white good night Bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run onto that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low denies. We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be 
nights are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team My dreams have ever seen Pull on that lady white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her